0: Hello devoted family, we're so excited you're here. We love hearing the stories behind our amazing brands and today you get to hear from David Simnick, the founder of Soapbox. So get ready to feel inspired.
1: All right, hey everybody, thanks for joining me today. And this is a special one because one of our more popular, buzzed about brands in the marketplace is Soapbox, and I am here uh, with the founder, David Simnick. David, hello, sir. How you doing, Brett? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good. Okay. Doing well. Good, good, good. So tell me, where are you guys located? Where are you at right now? Uh, give, give us the, the lowdown there.
0: So we are in Washington, D.C., which seems like a weird location for a consumer product mission-driven company to be based, um, <laughs> but we actually we actually think it's a it's a perfect location uh, because it you know really fulfills our name of of stepping on one soapbox. You know, from our from our perspective, from the very get go, uh, we started back in 2010. I used to work for the United States Agency for International Development. I wanted to change the way that we were doing a lot of our water sanitation and hygiene work around the world. I was like on the bottom of the totem pole like if there were a totem pole i wasn't even on it Um, right (laughs) and while being a subcontractor i just realized that there was a lot of projects in the world that were doing sustainable empowerment driven work uh, that for whatever reason uh, weren't getting the funding or attention that i thought they should be so i called up my good friend i was like hey we're going to start a soap company um, that makes personal care products and then hair care products and every time someone buys one we're going to donate one so we've donated our website is is vastly out of date. We've donated over 15 million bars. Wow, uh, we will do, We have a long way to go. We have a long way to go. And as long as we keep on making you know great products with natural ingredients that people love, then we're going to get there. We're so humbled and honored to be partnered with devoted to be able to expand this mission and expand awareness about what we're doing. Wow, that is uh, yeah, 15 million. Good night. That is huge.
1: Uh, yeah. So g- dig a little bit deeper there in that backstory. I mean, what made you of all the things to get passionate about, like you specifically, and what made you kind of walk through that process of the best way to address this is by creating my own company. Walk through those early years, what you learned, what you had to work through, and, and you know all of that good stuff.
0: So the, so the early crew was uh, Stephanie, Eric, Dan, and myself. We had no idea what we were doing. Like zilch, zero, right. zip, anything. We were like, it can't be that difficult to make soap. So uh, I googled how to make it. Um, started like a little, you know, cauldron in my kitchen. It was with a lot of humility that we just continued to make mistakes, uh, and then we kept on building and growing. We get this question a lot: Did we start as a personal care company that then realized that having this this one for one mission was a good marketing tactic? Or did we realize that the, that there was a need for this mission, and then realize how to run a CPG company? Uh, yeah, and it's definitely the latter. Right. Like it, it, you know, from the very get go, it was how can Soapbox create an amazing product that people love? That then, through each and every purchase that we are honored to receive, we then fuel that back into how we can give better. Right, and you know, the way that we view our role here is our customers are the people making the impact possible. We're just a conduit. So when they're making that decision to purchase, you know, our shampoo or a conditioner or a body wash or one of our treatments or, you know, any of the products that we make, you know, they're making that decision to help someone who they don't even know. And they could be down the street at a local homeless shelter of which we have the privilege of serving, or they could be in any of the 60 countries that we have the honor of working in around the world.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, it's a nuance and yet it's a really important one, right? I mean, because in this world of giving back and all that, you've got corporate social responsibility and you've got cause marketing, which anyway, that's a phrase that's interesting. And then social entrepreneurship, you know, and it's kind of we throw them all in the same bunch, but you know, it. I, and again, I'd love to hear your take on this. It, you might not line up with what I'm saying, but my understanding and, and experience with social entrepreneurship is we see a problem needs to be solved and we think a business is the best way or one of the best ways to solve it versus we're a corporation and we need to do need to do good stuff. Therefore, Hey, let's donate to this. All of that's good. You know, I'm not slamming one over over the other, but social entrepreneurship starts with the whole reason we are in business is to tackle
0: this. Right. So, um, I'm going to replay this because I think the way that you just said it was perfect. Uh, and I'm not just, I'm not just trying to give you a compliment, Brett, that that was hey, I'll take awesome. It. Yeah. Right. Oh, good. Just like rewind. Uh, so it, it's interesting. Our initial thought process was, uh, Hey, why don't we just be a 501 C three not-for-profit? Right. And they were like, well, how are we going to make money? Like, how are we going to fund these programs? And we're like, well, we'll just, you know, we'll get people to donate and we'll hold gallows. And and we're like, well, what if we create the enterprise that then funds those? So that all, because th- there were a lot of, there were a lot of really good uh, water sanitation and hygiene, non for profits operating and hygiene awareness and education programs that were happening back in 2009 and 2010, they just weren't getting funding. So we were like, that's not the problem. Let's be a great business. You know, let's be a benefit corporation. Let's go after, you know, holding our mission at our core. Let's also try to encourage through what we thought was going to be our meteoric success, but it, it took 10 years to really get our footing, was how can we show other businesses that you can have a mission at the center of your business and yet still fulfill all the tenets of what running a good business looks like? So, we donate a very significant a very significant portion of uh, our financials to various different uh, charities that we have the and i i keep using these certain words over and over again and i think the reason why i keep on using them is because they're very near dear to our core values but we have the privilege and we have the honor to serve so we as i said before like we 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 look at ourselves as we're just the matchmaker over a product And it really is our customers that are able to make that difference. And that's also one of the reasons why we have the hope code on the back of each one of our items, where someone can put in this code on this particular bottle and see exactly where that other one for one went. Caveat, during COVID, when we started making all these hand sanitizers behind me, uh, we had to uh, make one hope code um, for all those hand sanitizers just because there was no way that our label maker could keep up. Um, during the, the height and, and variate uh, per each label, which we usually had as a brand standard. But beyond that, our promise uh, whenever we do a, a production run is that you know, this particular hope code is going to be for this one bottle that you can see where this one bottle gave that bar of soap.
1: Yeah. And I love that. I love one. It, it it completes that connection with the consumer, right? That you were talking about, Hey, it's, you're going to buy, you're going to spend money on soap one way or the other, right? You're right. going to buy this. Um, so what if it could also do this and you're taking it and saying, Oh, and if you want to see specifically what it is doing, uh, Hey, drop this hope code in there, right? Let the good times right. roll. I like that, you know, and it's really cool. And if you're listening right now and you haven't done that yet, you need to go do it because it's really cool. Um, Talk to me a little bit. I'm curious and about... And we're improving
0: it. What's that? Sorry. Sorry. I totally interrupted you. No, we're, we're just improving the whole process. Yeah. Um, we, we encourage feedback at all times. Um, of course. We know that we're not there yet, and, and we always look forward to, to being better. But I'm sorry. You were about to say something, Brett. Oh, I'm sure it was really, really important, but in, you know who knows what it was, right? No. Talk to me about...
1: Talk to me about, I start most sentences that way, by the way, talk to me about the specifics on what it is you guys are actually giving. Because like, you know, going through your website and things, it, it talks about recycling soap and like... How to and I know when we originally talked the very first time you were kind of filling me in on what that process is and I know y'all do other stuff too. There's education involved, so give us give me a little more insight into specifically what's going on uh, as you prepare to
0: give. The long and short to your answer is we work um, we change the model depending on what the community needs. So specifically, we work with EcoSoap Bank, which is a phenomenal partner of ours. Uh, they're mostly in uh, Southeast Asia. Um, they also do a bunch of work, um, in, uh, India as well as well, which is also a little bit of part of Southeast Asia, but they also do, um, a ton of great work, uh, in East and West Africa. Um, we work with Sindara, uh, which is actually more about not just soap, but also hygiene education. And that's usually virgin soap. So it's, uh, almost like seed grants for people to actually start making soap within their communities. And then we work with more traditional. So we work with like Feeding America or the American Red Cross or World Vision or Feed the Children, both here in the States as well as around the world. And that's coming from either us donating a product we make, us working with Clean the World down in Florida or Las Vegas. For us, it is as long as it is the same ounce then we want to try to find the most sustainable way for us to get soap into the hands of people who need it most. We also sometimes just do ounce per ounce when it comes to actually body wash. So for example, there is a organization in Vegas that's expanding that has these homeless mobile units and shower programs that basically will will roll up into kind of like a tent city and allow the homeless clientele of that particular community to come in and use the bathroom and shower and get clean, you know, if they're going for a job interview or if they're just trying to take care of their health or they're trying to take care of their kids or whatever it might be. So we've purposely made the model flexible so that we can work with various different agencies and efforts around the world. And then the second thing is, is that one of the things that we're really, really cautious about is let's say Brett that you're a soap maker in Northern India. The last thing that you want is like me popping out of a shipping container with like 40,000 right. bars of soap. Because not only did I just put you out of business for a while, but then I also just taught every member of that community to not buy from you. So uh-huh. like to wait until, you know, tall, awkward white guy shows up and is like, here you go guys, like here's 40,000 <laughs> bars of soap, right? And they like, I'm oh, the soap man's back, you know, but like yeah. the, the problem with that is, is great intentions now you've actually taught a community to be dependent on your aid, to be dependent on your goodwill. So for us, we go, okay, how do we flip this on its head? How do we work with communities? How do we listen more than talk and think about what is the actual empowerment that's coming through hygiene? And I think what's what's really interesting is, and I, and I should have led with this, is when you just look at the base statistics of how many preventable diseases can be stopped with bringing awareness of hygiene of after defecation or before meal prep washing your hands with clean water and soap? They're staggering, so we'll just we'll just focus on children under the age of five. so UNICEF puts out this number every couple of years, and thankfully, the number every time that they put it out continues to drop, which is amazing. Like we don't talk about this a lot in the news, but we should be celebrating this from the rooftops because. It's It's just a, it's a wonderful number to see go down. Two out of the five reasons why children, unfortunately, under the age of five die are acute respiratory illnesses and diarrhea. Both of those can be cut by 33% and 50% respectively by introducing something as simple as clean water and soap. So like that, that is crazy. And right. when you then multiply that by the amount of soap that we've given through a bunch of our different partners around the world... Like the the numbers are staggering, and and I have one more stat for you. So we worked with uh, Clean the World, with the uh, Rotary International, and we worked in the some of the far western parts, the two far western provinces of India, in a school hygiene program. And within a six month, so what they did is they is they went and surveyed a bunch of families in terms of you know how many children uh, in this household over the past month have had diarrhea. And then they did it six months later and we had full access. So we, we basically did um, clean water intervention. Um, so making sure that access to clean water was established, that was rotary and then clean the world and soapbox came together and did access to hygiene. So making sure that uh, soap was procured in the local marketplace and available for the family. 95% of incidences of diarrhea that were at the baseline and then six, six months later went down. Just ninety-five in the whole household. Ninety-five percent wasn't like so. So like we know, and and the thing is, is that's not reported. There is out of the over twenty-eight thousand children that we had the privilege of working with in this study, how many of those thankfully did not perish. So like so so we understand it's something as simple as a bar of soap. And I and I know that at the end of the day we're talking about like body wash, right? Like so like I don't I don't I don't pretend that this is that it is bigger than it is, right? It's it's a simple everyday decision that we have to make in terms of like, what are you using for body wash? We're you using your shampoo and what are you using for, you know, like these aren't major life decisions, but those small little decisions can add up and can make an impact on someone that you don't even know. So like, that's, that's where I yeah. get on my soapbox, but yeah. I want to share this with you. So this is our newsletter that we will absolutely share with you as well. And here is how we responded to COVID-19 so far. So 38% uh, of our donations went to 19 U.S. states. And then 62% went to 13 international countries. We did a lot of work with the Navajo Nation just because there's a huge need for for hygiene access within that territory. We did a bunch with healthcare workers. So we partnered with Ipsy. It's a super... Um, Fun monthly box that usually comes with makeup, right. and and we provided fifty thousand healthcare workers with self care kits uh, with soapbox products in there. We work with all these these different five hundred one c threes, so homeless action center, world central kitchen. We work with Harlem United. We work with Feeding South Florida. We work with Shepherd's Way, Saint Andrew's Episcopal. These are all different specifics. We've worked in Sierra Leone. We've worked in India. We worked in Cambodia. We also worked uh, in a, a wide variety of different refugee centers. And I know this is, this is so much is going on, right, Brett? But right, um, it's it is our it is our non for profit partners that are doing this. We're funding them, and we're right. funding them through through the purchases that people make of our products. And uh, one of the coolest things about what we do is offer full-time employment through our non-for-profit partners. So through this, it's not just about donating soap. It's also about hygiene education. It's also about full-time employment for women. It's about getting access to allowing these uh, pillars of their families to improve their lives, thus improve their children's lives. It's crazy what something as simple as a bar of soap can do.
1: This is, this is staggering. And in a, I mean that in a good way. And I didn't realize just how many different partners you guys work with. I mean, do you find yourself, are you, are you looking for
0: them or are you finding they're reaching out to you or is it a, a little of both? So this used to be my job and now we have okay. this amazing individual part of our team. Her name is Cecilia Tran. Uh, I often say that she's got the best job in the company. She's our impact manager. Now, given how the company has grown, is we are equivalent to like a, a grant writer of a small family office. Um, so we actually need someone to professionally manage, you know, all of what we're able to do together. So if you're listening
1: to this right now, we'll, we'll let you know how to how you can see that visually because it, it's really, uh, really powerful. Okay. I want to shift gears just a little bit because it's because of the great products that you create and make uh, that people want on a regular basis that helps make all of that possible. So what is it about, and we carry a lot of them, uh, what is it about soapbox products that really is so special?
0: When we look at how our brand has come to be, we often like to think of ourselves as a thoughtful company. We're thoughtful about the ingredients that go in. We're also very thoughtful about the ingredients that stay out. Um, So as a brand standard, we do not have any parabens uh, phylates edta silicone dyes all that stuff is just doesn't deserve to, it doesn't really belong in a product um and you know those could be something as much as an irritant is something that may not scientifically have been absolutely proven to cause you know potential harm later in life right. but enough for us to be like that you know yeah, doesn't, bother <laughs> nah, doesn't doesn't you know will it cost more to use a different ingredient and or uh, preservative or a surfactant or whatever it might be like, yeah, but it's the right thing to do. So I think, I think for us, it's, um, we're natural ingredients. We're thoughtful about the ingredients that we put in. We also develop really close relationships with our suppliers uh, and where we source. We also, anything that we do has to hit three criteria, which is, is it better for the skin or the body? So that's pillar one. Pillar two is, is it more sustainable for the environment? Are we a good steward of our community? And then number three that we've already talked about a lot, which is, does it give back? Um, And how is you know, we all have to consume in this modern life in terms of, you know, what do we buy and where do we buy? But is that additional consumerism in terms of production and and just taking up resources? Is that actually helping someone through the process? Oh, yeah, that's good. I got to tell you, my,
1: my wife has a just beautiful, dark brown, almost black hair. And, you know, I brought home shampoo and conditioner and said, Hey, did you give this a shot? Uh, and she is not one to, uh, praise things just, you know, for the sake of praising things. Right. Um, and she got out and she's like, I like this stuff. And then later that night we had dinner with friends and they brought it up. It was like, man, your hair looks great. You know? So, I mean, that in and of itself was amazing. So, I mean, and I've seen a lot of people posting on social about that. A lot of our affiliates and customers, you know, on that very first time that they
0: try it, they feel a difference. They see a difference. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. Well, first off, um, I am one of a 15 person crew here. Uh, and the people who really deserve uh, those kind words are uh, in our operations and formulation and product development. So I'll make sure those kind words get back to them. I'm usually the crazy person that's just like, why don't we try this? And they're just like, oh, no. (laughs) 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 Oh, David, no.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's good. I want to talk about, uh, uh, you know, we don't have to go through everything that we we carry, but I mean, you know, in the Devoted Marketplace today, and today being mid-September 2020, You know, here we are, we're about a 50 day old company and you are one of the very first brands uh, that were were part of it. And so, but I want to talk about, you know, a lot of people are going crazy over the tea tree scalp uh, treatment. And the argon anti-frizz. We've seen some crazy pictures of people putting that anti-frizz spray to the test, uh, and they're liking it. Uh, tell us a little bit about those products because they're you know they're not your norm, right? They're 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 out
0: there just a little bit, and yet that's what so many people are wanting. So first and foremost, um, once again, I I feel I do not feel like you're talking to the right person, just because there there really is an amazing team here, uh, yeah. and I often joke that my number one responsibility is just making sure that they're well caffeinated. So um, right. <laughs> what what I would say is, is the anti-frizz is really interesting because we want to take a, uh, we want to take a different look at hairspray and we want to say um, what is a more natural, what is a way that we can actually get the same effect of getting you ready to go out. We understand it's COVID, that there's a whole new uh, time, like what is going out anymore, but also, if you just want your hair to be more tame and i think you know for those of you who can't see this uh you know like i also grew up my hair um so it's now it's now at shoulder length which is a whole weird thing that there's a lot of th- i've never had long hair in my life yeah uh, i come from a very midwestern family where, like you know high and tight is kind of the standard um so now um i just say it's for research purposes it's also for me to make yeah. fun of my balding brothers but anyways <laughs> watch uh, it watch it yeah right. Yeah. Woo. Too close. Too close. Sorry. Um, it one look genetics is gonna cu- catch up on me pretty soon. So it's only a matter of time. But the anti frizz was how do we actually do hairspray uh, without an aerosol, and how do we create a styling product that is equal amounts treatment we love how it came out we actually had to work with the actual pump manufacturer to come up with a different type of of pump because the the actual thickness of the serum is so thick that it wouldn't go through traditional pumps you know from start to end we wanted to use ingredients that made sense that whole ingredient panel was tested multiple different times and and we're just we love the scent we love how uh, the hair lays it's not super straight it's not sticky Uh, The ideal uh, way that you're supposed to uh, apply it is right after the shower or after a bath, immediately spray in and wipe down for the best results. But then for the scalp serum, that was something truly innovative in a sense that even how we actually created the cap on top. So Brett, I'm about to take you down the the wild world uh, of hair care. All right. It depends what type of hair you have for our more textured uh, and kinky um, hair, individuals listening right now, we we made that to have an applicator that could be used with protective styles. So if you're in braids, or let's say it's an even thicker knot, like a bantu knot or something where it's just like, whoa, like there's, there's it's really difficult to try to actually get to the scalp. We want to have an applicator that after you uh, remove the protective seal, you could actually put that in there and and reach the scalp. The other thing that we kept on hearing from our focus groups is that a lot of our users were taking longer times between washing their hair. So, you know, they might be doing that because they want to have the natural oils of the hair be in before you're actually washing it out again. It might be because it's COVID and why do I need to shower? You know, like, (laughs) like whatever it might be, (laughs) you know, but, but ultimately your scalp still needs that nourishment. So we basically looked at, okay, uh, how do we create a serum? that allows for the buildup to be removed. Tea tree is a, is a phenomenal oil that allows for that purifying to take place and cleansing to take place. And so in both the application and how we designed the bottle and the thoughtful and natural ingredients we chose and the, and the oils that we chose, that was something that, that took us a, a long time.
1: No, it's really, really good. And I think people are, I'm starting to see people more and more of our folks talk about it because they're, you know, they're getting their hands on it and they're seeing, especially over time, you know, kind of the impact that it's having. I think that's cool. I love to, we have, what's body wash I use? So the sea minerals and blue iris. That is my choice. Uh, That's good stuff. The other thing I think that's really unique, and then we'll, we'll move on from this, but Obviously, the shampoo bar. You know, that's uh, for a lot of people. They're like, have never heard of anything like that in their lives. Uh, where did that come from? What's the thought behind it? Uh, fill us in a
0: little there. Our shampoo bar is focused on our customers that want to see a reduction in plastic. They want to be more environmentally conscious, and there is a ninety-eight point five percent reduction uh, when you choose that shampoo bar in terms of plastic and then the other thing about shampoo bars is if you if you actually keep it out of direct contact with water so like some people have soap dishes that close some people have the little racks that are away from the actual shower nozzle or you know away from the splash of the bath all of that goes to ensuring that the actual shampoo bar might last two or three x what you know our 16 ounce shampoo would would last so I think I think that's really interesting. Um, I think it's also something where you know we we haven't seen the whole market hasn't run away from plastic, but for those who are trying to live a more uh, sustainable and green lifestyle, that we then we knew that we had the technology to make it. I think the other crazy thing is that our shampoo bar is actually like Scout's Honor is legitimately different than 99% of what else is on the market when it comes to shampoo bars. Okay. So I'll, I'll answer actually two things that may have come from, from some of the devoted community. And that is that, why is there a plastic wrapping on the shampoo bar? Yeah. Uh, when the whole idea is to actually reduce plastic? Well, so it's a great question and it's something that we, we uh, uh, debated internally. We are not a typical soap-based bar. So most shampoo bars are soap-based. And then this is where, you know, for anyone who's still listening to the podcast, who is like, oh my gosh, soapbox, man, is too hype. Uh, <laughs> here, here's, I know, Brett's just like, Brett's like, i love it. Hey, That's no, I like it. Bring it. Oh, man. Uh, okay. Well, most shampoo bars uh, actually use soap. Soap is great as a cleanser. But it's, it, it does such a good job cleansing that it actually leaves a lot of people's hair brittle because it just strips away everything. So, we actually used a, a different set of ingredients that use oleum sulfonate as a surfactant, still natural, uh, still derived from plants. Problem about that is that the actual uh, composition of the bar is highly uh, volatile to outside temperature. So, we were like, okay we wanted to make a better product than what was available in the market. And we wanted to create something that was moisturizing, that cleansed, but also didn't strip everything away from your hair. But then we ran into a problem of, well, nuts, we need to create a, a sterile environment for this bar to travel in before it's at someone's house. Because if it's sitting in a warehouse that hits right. you know, 85, 90 degrees, we just don't want that bar to be looking Ugh. when someone picks it off the shelf or, or buys it through one of our devoted community, whatever it might be. So, so we had to create a way for that to safely make its passage. And that's why um, on all our shampoo bars now, there's a little message that says like, why is this here? But it, you know, shampoo bars are a phenomenal way to reduce your plastic usage. It's also a value saver because you're going to get so much more usage out of it. Um, if, you're, if you're doing it right, you should get about 3x the amount of usage as one of our 16-ounce uh, shampoos or conditioners, or well, just shampoos. We're coming out with a conditioner mark. Soon. Uh-oh, okay, uh, Yeah, got it. Yeah.
1: You heard it here first, yeah.
0: Right, actually you uh, did. You yeah? haven't
1: told anyone this yet. Okay, so you actually well, really did
0: hear this first. Okay, there you go.
1: No, I, I think that's great. And by the way, I think it's, obviously I get, I appreciate you going through the plastic you know side of it, but to me, and this is, let's get more philosophical for a second and, and then we can move on. But you said 98.5% reduction, right? And so it's yeah. like, okay, let's not turn our back on uh, progress here. You know, I, I liken it to like when I'm out in my yard pulling weeds, And you get when you're down there in it, you know, and it's like there's a little one there and a little one there. And I'm like, but look at the big pile of of weeds that I have taken care of. You know, you've got to focus on that. And I think it's I mean, what a big difference that makes. And I think it's great. And I love the idea, you know, behind the shampoo bar. And it is certainly getting popular, too. All right. Well, I tell you what, what has, you know, you've talked a lot about your cause on no 2020 has probably been just, let's talk about that for just a second. So 2020 hit, I'm sure you had big plans. I'm sure you had a theme for the year that had something to do with 2020 vision or something like that. Right. And then, um, you know, you on track, everything looking according to plan there as far as what, what you thought things were
0: going to be back in January. Oh, uh, um, we will, we will 11 X this year. Oh my. Um, so that, But I think it's really interesting, right? Because like it, it has, we, (laughs) we have launched more products this year than there have been weeks. So, wow. So, so our team is tired. I'm tired. But I think the excitement that we get to serve so many more people that people are hearing about the brand for the first time that, you know, we get to fulfill our initial mission If we were just selling products, that would be one thing. But each and every product that we sell is a chance for us to make someone's life just a little bit better. It could be that we actually, and and I'm not trying to be super bombastic, and I actually like, I I hardly ever say this um, publicly. I I say this within our team, but we could legitimately be saying lives. And we're not, our customers are. Like they're making that happen. I am a little relentless in terms of pushing myself and pushing our team to try to expand the business and to do more and to serve more. And, 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 you know, one of the reasons why we're so excited about this partnership with Devoted is because here's a whole community that's focused on encouraging consumerism that makes a difference through getting great products. Yeah. that's so in line with who we are that this is a perfect partnership. Yeah. And yeah, we feel
1: the same way. And uh, soapbox is an instant hit. People are loving it. Um, I'll tell you what, this has been, thanks for spending the time going through this. I want to want to wrap up and, and wrap up with a, a simple yet profound question for you. Uh, hopefully it doesn't put you on the spot too much, but you know, our mission is we help people live a life that's fully devoted. Uh, whatever that is for them, if we can just help in some way do that. So my question to you is, what are you, what do you strive to be fully
0: devoted to in your life? So I'm a Christian. I believe that what we do here really matters. Um, And I also believe that in in my faith, I believe that we're called to be better and that uh, it's everyday, simple actions that add up. what we do here at Soapbox mirrors what I believe, and and I think that if there's anything that I'm absolutely devoted to, it is I believe that we can be better every day. I believe that we can serve more people, and the way that we've chosen to serve is by creating a organization that funds itself through funding others, and that that's beautiful, and I love that. And I work most weekends, and I'm usually up pretty early, and uh, you know, our team stays up pretty late and that to me is is what I'm devoted to. So it's it's an incredible honor. Uh and a blessing. That's awesome. That was a great, great answer. Thanks for
1: sharing that. And thanks yeah, for spending time you. with me. Yeah. And thanks for being one of the founding brands with Devoted. It uh means a ton to us. So David, thank you. And hey, if people want to, you know, find out more about Soapbox or more about you or anything, I mean, obviously there's your website, anything else you'd point them to?
0: Yeah. So um, our Instagram, uh, at Soapbox, you know, I'd also say that any way that we can help, you can just email us at hello at Soapboxsoaps.com. One day we'll be able to buy Soapbox.com. We go by just Soapbox uh, because we started with just Bar Soap and now, we make over a hundred different SKUs. Um, but yeah, I think, look, humility is a big part of our culture. We believe we can be better. So if you're listening to this and you have ideas about how we can be better, like that's, that's not just fluff, that's, that's real. Like we, we genuinely believe we can be better. So we always wanna hear constructive feedback uh, and we love to connect with people who are out there building our brand and helping us do more good. Awesome, we wanna be a part of that and every ounce of
1: good that you guys are doing. So thanks for joining me here today and uh, everybody check check it out go to their site hit instagram tag them, let them know what you appreciated most about this episode and uh we'll talk soon there might be something new we can talk about down the road right
0: hey i hope so all I right mean, cats out of the bag on some things that's right that's right but <laughs> no, thank you thank you so much Brett. it's it's a it's a privilege to be your partner thanks david Wasn't that amazing? Make sure to check out all of the amazing soapbox products in our Devota Marketplace, where you always shop with a purpose.